podcast about the students, faculty, and staff at Vanderbilt's Owen Graduate School of Management. Through our stories, we hope to give you a better picture of the people who shape our community here in Nashville, as well as the world around us. For the majority of MBA students, summer is a time for internships. We've asked several first-year students about their internship journeys and how they got their roles. We'll check back on them at the end of the summer to get their thoughts on the whole experience. This week, we spotlight students concentrating in human and organizational performance, also known as HOP. We've talked with Alex Borowski, who's interning at Citibank, and Karis Petrie, who's spending her summer with Deloitte. Sandy Kinnett and Megan Nichols of the Career Management Center conducted the interviews. Hello, everyone. It's Sandy Kinnett in the Career Management Center at the Vanderbilt MBA program. And with me today is one of our great HOP students, and he's going to talk to us today about HOP career paths and what he's up to this summer. Alex, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, I'm Alex Borowski. Um, I'm a current first year, well, I guess I'm going to my second year. Um, I'm going to be interning at Citibank in their HR practice. So yeah, I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I went to school at the University of New Mexico back home, um, where I actually studied biology. And towards the end of it, I realized I didn't want anything to do uh, with biology as a career, Um, but I'd rather, I was considering marketing because I had worked in the marketing department, but ultimately what I really wanted to do was get out of New Mexico. So I went to go teach English in Japan for a year, which is a really cool experience and kind of a chance for introspection and to figure out where I wanted to go. And at the end of that year, I decided I wanted to start applying to business schools and figure out where I wanted to go. Um, but I went back home to work at a nonprofit for a little while, which was the Harvard Art Center, and I was doing marketing and community relations for them while also applying to business schools. And Vanderbilt came up as a school where I felt like I would be a good fit, and the thing that impressed me the most was just it's a really small school, and I think with a small school you have the opportunity to, to create really authentic relationships and have opportunities you otherwise wouldn't have at a larger school. Um, so throughout the school application process. Um, I got accepted to Vanderbilt. I really liked it. I liked the people I met here. I went to a welcome weekend and loved it. And I signed the next day. And then I came to Owen um, with the intent to go into marketing. But here I am going into HOP. I love it. (laughs) I know. Sometimes we think we know exactly what it is we want to do and then kind of going down a different path. So what do you like to do in Nashville? Tell us a little bit about what the fun things are here. Yeah, I think uh, one of my favorite things to do in Nashville, and it's pretty basic, but I like just to go out and grab a drink with friends or kind of go explore new restaurants or new breweries. And Nashville's a really cool food scene and a growing brewery scene, so there's a lot of good opportunities to hang out, especially in the summer on a patio, eating food and drinking beer and just catching up with people. Well, good. Okay, so you have somewhat of a non-traditional background in terms of not necessarily being directly in business, and as you think about going into your internship and human resources and doing the HOP career path, can you tell me a little bit about what your experience was like coming to business school and having all these options laid out in front of you? And as we know, or as you may know soon, is that HOP recruiting happens early, so you kind of have to get on the train, it's leaving the station, so talk to me a little bit about how you made that decision when you had all these different options and how you kind of narrowed in on HOP. Yeah, so when I first got here, um, like I said, I thought I wanted to do marketing, but I wanted to keep an open mind about everything, and I knew that HOP recruiting was coming up really quick. Yeah, I went to the Hopa Symposium, and I really liked it, and I always had this impression that HR was really uh, like dry and mostly paperwork-driven, but... Kind of transactional. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and when I got to hear HR professionals who have made this their career talk, it, I realized it was much more of a strategic role. And it sounded like a lot of the things they were doing fit strengths that I had developed um, in previous roles that I'd held. So working with people and kind of concerned with company culture and how do you promote a company's culture and how do you promote the people within that organization to be the best versions of themselves they can be. Um, so I got really into it and I, I decided that since it was so early in the recruiting process, it wouldn't hurt just to kind of cut my teeth doing that. Even if ultimately later on I wanted to do marketing, just that experience would help me. Um, and so I went through the HOP recruiting process and I had a lot of interviews and I really enjoyed the people that I got to meet and kind of discovered this area that I'd never really considered before. And I'm hoping that I like it. So far, I really liked what I've learned and I'm hoping that when I'm actually putting it into practice, I really enjoy it. One of the things with HOP, I feel like, is that you know, you come and all of a sudden you're going to be interacting with employers pretty quickly. So tell me a little bit about how you felt ready to have those outreach calls with alumni and talk to the companies that were here on campus and sort of some preparation um, and self-reflection that you did to kind of feel like you were ready to jump into the more formal interviews. Mm -hmm. The Yeah, a lot of the opportunities that Vanderbilt actually gives help. So the CMC would host um, like mock interviews or different mm -hmm. prep sessions where you learn how to talk to recruiters. And I, Lots of time on your resume. <laughs> yeah, a lot of resume work. Um, <laughs> and I did all of that and it was helpful. I wish, you know, looking back, I wish I had done it sooner because I kind of waited and I thought, I actually thought that school, like the academic side of school would be the hard part and recruiting for, uh, for an internship in a full-time position would be the easy part. And I found the opposite to be true where for me at least school hasn't been too challenging, but finding a job really was challenging. Um, so I wish that I had taken advantage of those opportunities earlier. I did, uh, this is really bad <laughs> advice, or it's not advice, it's, uh, it's what you shouldn't do, yeah. um, is you shouldn't wing it. And I thought like everyone tells you not to wing it or not to go into an interview just kind of with a little bit of research, but thinking you can improvise it and it's, they're so right. I realized that um, some of my first interviews, looking back on them were really bad. And I, I hadn't done enough to prepare um, beforehand. And the opportunities to prepare beforehand are out there, and I just didn't take them right away. Um, so it was kind of a trial by fire, and I learned that I needed to start taking those opportunities. And once I did, I saw like, dramatic increases in my ability to network and to interview well, um, and just to kind of, I guess, be professional and speak with professionals um, about these topics. And, and then I started to see some success later on. That's great. So before we get kind of into the specifics of what you think your work will be like this summer at City, what do you feel like are some of the bigger trends and some things that are exciting about HR and HOP right now, um, some things you've learned in the last eight months of yeah. being in school? I think one of the coolest trends is people are starting to take it more seriously as a strategic yeah. role because yeah. it has developed this this reputation of being like the paperwork of the transactional, like you were talking about. Right, right. Um, but I think and that's it's changing. Strategic. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And I mean, ultimately, the people are the bottom line of an organization. They're the they're the the lever by which you can drive the greatest change for an organization. And I think maybe HR professionals have known that for a long time, but it's finally starting to become well known by other people in the field. And HR um, is being taken more seriously and I think people are giving them a seat at the table and I think that's just like a really good 
sign for the future um, of HR. That's awesome. Yeah, and one of the things I always like to point out to students considering careers in HR is that a lot of times I think another misconception could be that compensation maybe isn't quite as high going into an HIT career um, or an HR role um, when in fact it is. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it tracks very competitively against the other functions, and so that's just another kind of piece that I always like to surface. So, okay, City, um, let's talk about their HR program and what the appeal was and how that recruiting process unfolded um, and some of the things you're excited about um, joining them for the summer. Yeah, so I, maybe my story with City is a little non-traditional, but it wasn't one of my top considerations. I, I really wanted to end up in tech. I was looking more at going to Microsoft um, or applying to like Cisco and Google, but I applied to City, and it actually was kind of, it worked out in a bizarre way. Um, so they invited me to interview on campus, but the spots filled up before I was able to oh, do an interview okay, on campus. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the story has a lot of like <laughs> twists and turns. Um, so I emailed them just being like, oh, thank you. Like, thank you for your invitation to interview. I was unable to, um, but I really, I, I had kind of written it off already. I was like, yeah. I really appreciated the opportunity. Um, and I'm like, sure that, yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm sure you'll find a great candidate here. And then they emailed me back asking if I wanted to do a phone interview. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe. I just thought initially that the, uh, and hopefully this doesn't get out <laughs> to the city, <laughs> but I thought like the practice would be good to yeah. at least like any interview you can take to get practice. Um, I think is a good thing uh, and to take them seriously because there is an opportunity there but also to learn and to talk to professionals and so I did that phone interview and it went really well and I was actually excited because they were they're sort of in this revolution towards trying to become more of a tech company culture-wise at least and I didn't realize that because oh, again there was this in my mind there was a reputation for banks being really stuffy and and corporate And I mean, so far it's been anything but with city and they really want to, they want to compete for talent, the same, like the same talent that Facebook and Google are competing for. And so it was really cool. I mean, my phone conversations went really well, so I was excited. And then later I got invited to do um, one of their super day interviews where they have a bunch of candidates from all these different schools come to their office in New York and interview. And so this was later in the HOP recruiting process. This uh, mine was scheduled in January, actually, which yeah, is after most yeah. HOP people have offers already. Um, but I went out there, and it was, again, like, really interesting. I mean, everyone I talked to had a kind of non-traditional background or had really interesting um, similarities to my background. One guy had lived in Japan, so we talked a lot about that. Yeah. Um, but, even, like, on a holistic level, they just had this really progressive approach towards HR and financial institutions and how they – how they operate as an organization and how they treat their employees and their consumers. And so the whole experience was kind of this neat, like I had initially thought, oh, maybe this isn't where I want to be. And yeah. like every step along the way, I'm getting more and more excited about kind of being there. Eye-opening and- I guess it's kind of a lesson like to never write really anything up or even yeah. like not even write up that I was unable to do the in-person interview, but they still, right. I reached out and they reached back out to me and it just kind of evolved naturally throughout that. So do you have any idea on how big the internship class will be? How many other MBAs you'll be working with over the summer? Do you I think get it's, a sense? I don't know yet, but I think it's, I don't think it's many MBAs. I think it's less than 10 of us. 
Okay. I think. But there's also undergrads um, yeah, going to do analyst roles. Does. Yeah, it's going to be cool. So do you know in terms of projects, what types of projects you may be working on from an HR perspective? Um, and have you gotten any indication yet, like what that will look like? Yeah, so I actually talked to my manager today um, over the phone to kind of prep for the nice. summer. And I'm going to be on the diversity, talent, and inclusion team. And one of the specific projects I'm going to be helping with is the so city wants to create a program for high potential employees. So people that they view as high potential in their organization, they want to have this formalized program where they find those people and give them opportunities to explore other parts of city um, and kind of do professional development and just become better and, I guess, improve themselves and their professionalism. Um, so that they can kind of be the future leaders in city, and so we're trying to develop that program. And I know that I'm going to be helping <laughs> develop that yeah. program. I don't know specifically what I'll do, um, but it sounds like a really cool program. And learning about that was really exciting for me. That's so I think great. It, it's going to be a, a cool summer. That's awesome. So, are you excited about being in New York? Yeah, I'm really excited about being <laughs> in New York. I think uh, it's one of the better cities you could be placed in for a summer internship. Um, That's great. And I've never lived there before, and the only time I'd visited was actually to do this interview <laughs> with City, but I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, um, that'll be a great experience, especially for a summer. That's so fun. That'll be such a fun city to be in. Yeah. Um, so kind of looking back along the lines of recruiting and thinking about kind of where you were when you started the program, what was your biggest surprise maybe about the recruiting process or um, biggest misconception yeah. um, that you had? I think, I mean, it's kind of a silly misconception, but I just, I thought it would be easier than it was. Um, yeah. And not that it's, it's not impossible by any means. And there's so many people willing to help you, but you have to take that help. And that's something I've always struggled with is asking for help and being, being willing to ask for help. Um, and once I started to do that, I saw increased uh, success in the recruiting process, mm -hmm. but it, it was surprising. And it's been, um, it's been a good challenge, though. You wouldn't necessarily want it to be really easy, I guess. Like in most things in life, yeah. you don't want them to be so easy that you don't feel like you've earned it. Right, And yeah. I, I think it, I, had, I struggled throughout it, and I think as a result, I feel more grateful for what I'm going to be doing this summer yeah. and for the opportunity. Okay, so for this summer, what are, like, what do you? What are your goals, and what do you hope to develop from a professional skills standpoint of view and learn about HR? Yeah, the thing I'm most excited about, I think, is just putting into practice what we learn here in class, because I think that's where you you have the uh, how would you say like the best the best way to know that you know something is yes. to use it and to put and it into practice. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think I'm, I'm most excited about that. And I also want to see what, like, what the average day is like for an HR professional working at a large organization like City. Because I'm, I'm still un uncertain what it's going to be like day to day and what, yeah. what projects you'll do and who you'll interface with. Um, so I guess it's just getting that practical application is what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Um, and what I want to develop is you know, through that, understand how you apply what you're learning um, to provide value for the organization. Yeah, and I think one thing that's really cool, um, just that I've seen year over year, is how close you become with your fellow classmates, and especially the ones that are going to be doing the type of work that you're going to do. 
So, I mean, I think, can you talk a little bit about the support network and kind of staying in touch with some of your um, classmates over the summer if you have questions and things like that? When you're the really cool part about being in a small program like Owen is you the the group that you're recruiting with like all the all the HOP students who are recruiting we're all recruiting for the same positions but it doesn't it never felt um, cutthroat like we have that phrase uh, competitive not cutthroat and that, I think that really holds true yes. cause yeah because you would our tagline our ta- yeah our tagline love it <laughs> you would collab wait uh, yeah no <laughs> something not cutthroat yeah not cutthroat it definitely not ends in not cutthroat. cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> But it really felt that way. Like you could both, you and a really good friend of yours could be applying for the same job and you might not get it, but they did. And you feel so happy for them that they got it. Yeah. And then they look out for opportunities and send them your way later on. And so it's just this really like wholesome, I guess, interaction between all the HOP students uh, that is even, I think, carrying over into the summer. Like we set up, so we have the, the Owen Slack channel and we set up one for HOP interns this summer and so we can all chat there about what we're doing and like share yeah yeah because I mean it's not like you're going off onto you don't feel like you're going off onto like this island where you're not going to be able to communicate and I think you know as you're learning that it's just so important to have that that's Mm -hmm. awesome and it's going to be cool and we're, we're even especially in New York there's so many people going to do HR in financial institutions there yeah. So it's like me and I'm actually living with another student who's doing HR at American Express. And then some of my other good friends, one is going to City with me and another one's going to Amex. So there's just like a good opportunity to develop like in-person relationships with them, but also, you know, through the Slack channel and through communicating via email or whatever, working with the people on the West Coast also doing HR and just kind of all, I guess, figuring it out together, which is kind of a cool um I think it's unique to Owen. I think it's unique to small yeah. programs, particularly I Owen. I agree. Yeah. Um, well, great. Well, thank you so much yeah, of course. for coming in today yeah. and talking with me. And I believe it or not, we get really sad in the summer when the students are gone and it's so <laughs> quiet here. So this was such a treat to have you here. So what will be the one thing you will miss about Nashville over the summer that you can't wait to do <laughs> yeah. when you get back from New York. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely has to be closing bell here at Owen. I think. <laughs> I'm like already, I'm still looking forward to the summer, but I'm also looking forward to that like first closing bell when everyone's yes. back together and the new so students fun. are here. Yeah. And just kind of getting to catch up about, well, now we'll get to catch up over a whole summer and what has all happened. And yeah. It's just like a really good community building activity here at Owen. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Alex, and I can't wait to hear how things go at City, and we'll definitely touch base over the summer. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming in today. No problem. Uh, I'm here with Karis Petri from the first year MBA class. She's about to become a second year, and she's come into the CMC today to talk about um, her internship recruiting process. So, Karis, thank you so much for coming in. Um, what's what's going on? What are you, have you started yet? What are you going to be doing? So, I am actually, I've just come back from Ecuador. I was on a trip with the Global Business Association, 
so I've got a few days back in Nashville and then on Saturday I'm driving to Atlanta and I'll be starting on Monday with Deloitte doing some international consulting. Oh, that's awesome. That's so great. Um, I think I talked to one of your classmates who was also on that trip, James. Yes. And he talked about something about sharks. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about that? (laughs) We went, it might have actually been on James's birthday, we went to Galapagos at the end of the trip which was amazing. Oh, that's amazing. And we did lots of cool snorkeling trips, and one of them was they dropped us off in the middle of the ocean next to this, like, rock island, yeah. and we snorkeled the sharks. That is amazing. So was that it was scary? Cool. It was actually, we'd hyped it up so much, and we had got ourselves so scared that actually at the time it wasn't really that It wasn't bad. scary. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. So that's kind of an idea of, like, what you might do between your first year and starting your internship. You yep. get a little bit of time for travel. Exactly. That's great. Um, so, Karis, I'd like to hear more about your story and how you ended up at Owen. Sure. Um, so, as you can probably tell, I am an international student. Um, yes. I'm from Scotland, and I did law as an undergrad. You can do that as an undergrad in the UK. Oh, wow. Um, but during my law degree, I got the chance to work with an entrepreneur, um, and he was about to launch a non-profit. Wow. Um, and so, to cut a long story short, much to the disgust of my parents, instead of becoming a corporate lawyer, I decided I was going to help him start what became the Wild Hearts Foundation. Okay. Um, which we grew into a group of social enterprises based in Scotland, but we also worked in London. And we basically launched companies that we ran like normal traditional businesses, but the difference was the profits went to our foundation. Wow. Um, and we used the profits to fund microfinance in the developing world. Okay. So we helped women in countries like Ghana, Guatemala, Kenya, Jordan. Uh, we provided small loans to help them set up businesses so that they can then work their own way out of poverty and have like a sure. sustainable source of income. Absolutely. That's so I great. did that for around about nine years. Wow. Uh, some of the companies that we had, one was an office supplies company. So a really simple idea, all businesses need stationery, but mm-hmm. if you bought it from us, you could fulfill your CSR policies and help to fund our work. So we had clients like Deloitte, Jaguar Land Rover, Johnson & Johnson. Okay, um, that's and great. That, so that great was great. Really great experience, really good core networking, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I can talk about it more later, but it was a great opener with Deloitte. I'd already been working with them. Sure. Um, and then we also had a talent development company, mm-hmm. which started as providing entrepreneurial education in schools for kind of high school age kids. But then we turned it into a training tool for companies, again, like Deloitte and some of the big uh, companies based in London. Okay, wow. So how did that lead you to deciding you wanted to come back and do an MBA? So for me, like that was all quite an organic journey. So I'd never studied business formally. Mm. I learned an amazing amount from my former boss and I loved, I loved the work we were doing, but I felt that we weren't quite making the impact that we could have. Mm. And I realized, to be honest, that part of that was me. I was the operations director and I had got us so far, but I didn't really feel like I had the business background to really take us to the next level. Um, so I started exploring MBAs and I knew I wanted to do it in the States. And then I just started speaking to people and obviously I'd heard about Vanderbilt. And when I came to visit, it was just, I was completely sold. Oh, wow. I love Nashville, I love the school. Um, I particularly like the small class size. Yes. That's um, a great asset. Yeah, and I'd heard a lot about that, but when I visited, it became apparent that it was true, and all the follow-ups and touch points after. Wow. So then you, really when you came in to Vanderbilt to Owen to get your MBA, were you thinking about human capital, which is what you're going to do, or had you thought that was your plan? To be honest, I wasn't really sure. I knew that because I'd had the chance to develop this talent development business, I'd mm-hmm. worked with HR directors, mm-hmm. and I liked that aspect. I liked the, I liked the aspect of developing people. 
but also because I worked so closely with CSR directors as well. It was like the kind of culture, values, employee engagement pieces as well. So mm. that was something I wanted to explore. But to be honest, from day one, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Wow. And it was the CMC that kind of helped me work through that. Oh, that's great And helped hear. me realize <laughs> that the skills that I had would fit well with the kind of HOD program. Sure. So given that you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do on day one and kind of had to explore pretty quickly, you went into one of the most accelerated paths, yes. our HOP, <laughs> the HOP path. So you start your interviewing in October for yes. that. So talk about what that process was like, um, especially since you didn't know ahead of time. How you know how quickly did you have to prepare? Yep. Did it require a lot of preparation? Can you give us some insight on that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I went to, at the start, I went to lots of information sessions and tried to speak to as many people as I could. Mm-hmm. But then I took a bit of a gamble and I literally put all my eggs in one basket and decided that the thing that the, the kind of area that I thought fit the best would be human capital consulting. So I really just doubled down on Deloitte wow. and really focused on networking with the alums from Deloitte okay. and working with some of the second years doing case prep and just really getting myself ready for that. And that was kind of my gamble that if that didn't work out, then I was going to have to go back to the drawing board and think about what sure. I wanted to do next. Especially since the recruiting is so early compared to some other opportunities. Yes. Yeah, the first year, if you failed fast in October, you had, you know, some opportunities exactly. later on. Yep. Yeah, so I kind of, I didn't really expect to get it. So when I did, I was delighted and I didn't have to think about anything else That's for the wonderful. rest of the year, which was great. Yeah. But even if that hadn't worked out, I still think it was great because it really focused, really focused in on making sure I had my resume sorted, that I case prepped and that I'd really thought about what I wanted to do. That's so true. even if it hadn't worked out, it would have been a great foundation for yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah. So... Um, you talked about case prep. How did you how did you prepare for that? How many hours did you spend practicing? Did you work with the clubs? Yep. So um, at the start, I probably didn't do enough case prep. So I ended up I ended up doing a lot the couple of weeks before my interview, which was challenging because we had finals at that point as well. Mm. But there was, yeah, it was stressful, but there was lots of us in the same boat, so we kind of did a mix. I had like a good friend of mine that's actually going to Deloitte with me as well. We did a lot of case prep together. Okay. So and I had then, a buddy. So I had a buddy, <laughs> and we weren't ashamed or embarrassed to like fail in front of each mm-hmm. other, so that was great. And then when we were more confident, we started doing it with other classmates, which was really valuable because you saw other people's styles, and they picked up on things that we hadn't seen for each other. And then at the same time, um, I was case prepping some of the second years as well. Oh, good. So some of the um, people that had been at Deloitte the summer before. Sure. So that was super helpful. Yeah, that's so helpful. Using the second years as a resource is always a good idea. Yep. Something that we would highly recommend. Um, so kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, that you weren't quite sure and that you, the CMC helped you maybe a little bit decide that your skill set would be great for human capital consulting. Was there anything else, like a, a speaker or a classmate or an alum, that kind of helped you narrow in on that? Or um, was there any defining moment? And if not, that's okay. I'm not sure if there was a defining moment, but it all just kind of slowly fell into place. But I, so I really liked LTO, mm. which is kind of the first introduction to the HOP program. Yeah. Um, I really, like, um, Brooke was really helpful in the CMC just working through, like, looking at my resume mm-hmm. and how it would fit with what I was going to do. And then the second years that I'd been at Deloitte the summer before were awesome. And once I started speaking to alumni as well, it was just really clear that... The puzzle that, pieces kind yeah, of all came together. That it all seemed to fit well. Um, so, yes, it was, like, kind of things combining rather sure. than one defining moment. Yeah. So... Um, do you have any idea, I guess, this summer, like what projects you're on? Will you have to go through training first? What's going to happen once you land in Atlanta next week? Yep. So we, 
so Monday we'll be in the office in Atlanta. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, what we like to do every year, speaking of capital interns, is you go somewhere random in America for two days training with all the interns. Mm. Last year was Denver. The year before, I think, might have been Texas, but I'm not sure. This year it's Nashville. Oh, so <laughs> you're going to come straight we're back. We're actually coming straight back. So <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because Nashville's so cool right now that they want to take everyone here. So we are, we've got Monday in the office, to, Monday night we come back to Nashville. Yeah, you wish you could just stay. I kind of wish we could just stay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, Nashville's the hot spot exactly. right now. <laughs> yep. So we'll have two days in Nashville, then we go back to the office, and then sometime next week we'll find out where our client's going to be. Will you take part in the Deloitte University at all? Do you go, yes. it's, it's in Dallas? Exactly, okay. yeah. So we go, um, I think, towards the end of July. Okay. So, we're not so you find out your client a, a week from Monday? Yes, so they've said that it, it should be next week. Like, not to panic if it falls into the week after, <laughs> but by the end of next week, hopefully we'll know. So Great. that could then be flying out on Monday to the client, or it might be waiting for next oh, week. Wow. Yeah, so you're kind of going to go dive straight in. Yeah. Um, okay, so thinking back a little bit about your recruiting process again, um, what maybe was your lowest point in that process? Can you, or did you have a lowest point, or do you feel like things went pretty smoothly? I think the lowest point was probably case prepping and feeling that I was, uh, th- I think there was a point where I was just getting too stressed and I was getting worse rather than better. Mm. And I like was blanking when I was doing cases and it was a week before the interview and I was kind of starting to panic. Um, and also, I, so there was it was a two-stage interview process, and I didn't think the first interview had gone very well. Like, I think the behavioral went well, but the case did not go well. Mm. Um, so that night, I was really panicking and just thinking that I've messed this up and I haven't done myself justice. Um, but I did get the second interview, and I kind of rallied. And I think, to be honest, because I'd done so much networking before, that would be my top tip, that if you do want to work somewhere like Deloitte, mm-hmm. get to know as many of the ones as you can. Sure. Because I think they kind of, like, vouch for me and, like, push me through is huge yeah. and um, you said you were going to talk a little bit more about that part uh, given that you had maybe a leg up because Deloitte was one of your customers yes from your former pre-MBA job yeah so that was they couldn't really there was no one well I, actually one of my so one of my clients was the head of CSR for Deloitte in the UK okay so she introduced me to some people that work in DC but they were in strategy and couldn't really connect me to anyone else but it was kind of good to have that initial mm-hmm. conversation but then really it was the Owen alums that were the most valuable. Good. So um, starting with Erin, Julie and Jay that were the second years that just been at Deloitte, mm-hmm. they introduced me to a couple of people and then I had phone calls with them and at the end of every phone call they would say, you know, who else do you want to speak to or I'd recommend that you speak to this person and it was just kind so of So always process. remember, you maybe would say always remember to ask for like who else, I, exactly. who else can I talk Definitely. to? Um, because they will be super happy to introduce you to the next person. Yeah, and thinking about your former network, which obviously you, you utilized, yep. your pre-MBA network is just as valuable, or can be just as Absolutely. valuable. And your classmates as well, the first years. Yes, yeah. So some of, we had, um, we've got one person that is um, like sponsored by Deloitte, mm-hmm. so she's going back at the end of second year, and people that have worked for Deloitte previously or other consulting firms previously, so it's also good to like reach out to your first year friends. Right. Yeah, thinking about where they worked before they came yep. to Owen. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, let's see. I think. What about um, a good? Well, you kind of mentioned a good networking story, but talk about uh, if you have like any any interesting networking stories. Um, um, definitely a good one if you can do it is to get the person that you're speaking to to introduce themselves first, mm. so they tell their story first. So as an example, one of the people I spoke to, what her client was a mining company based somewhere in America, but she was about to go to Ghana. Mm-hmm. 
which was really random, but I yeah. worked my biggest like microfinance partner was in Ghana. So I was able to give her all of these cool tips about what to do when she got to Ghana. So it was um, a great conversation so it was piece a great, and like yeah. a connection. Exactly. But if I had gone first, I probably wouldn't have focused on that mm-hmm. side because I was trying to demonstrate that I had like professional business experience rather than the charity side. Right. So it's good to let them speak first and yeah. then try and find something in common to talk about. A personal connection. Yeah. That's great advice. Well, so um, I think we, we can wrap up, but uh, we want to talk to you once you're at Deloitte this summer. Great. So if we could connect again in a few weeks, that would be yep. awesome. Perfect. And hopefully I'll be at the client and I'll have... Yeah, absolutely. And we're so excited for you. And it worked out, you know, really well that that was you did have your eggs in your basket, <laughs> um, in the one basket. But would you? Do you think you might would recommend that to others? Probably not. <laughs> it's definitely good to like focus the mind. Depends on how risk averse you yes, are, right? <laughs> exactly. And it probably depends on how um, open you are to other options. Sure. Because with HOP recruiting, and there there is last like um la- last minute recruiting mm-hmm. or just in time recruiting yeah, yeah. in April and May, but that's a very stressful thing to go through. Right. October Wait doesn't whole. work out great the whole time. Yeah, it so is. So having a few stressful. and having a few other options means that not that you would negotiate for your internship anyway, but it means that you've got you know some you've other, got some other things going on. Yeah. Well, good. Well, good luck uh, next you. week. And we'll see, you're going to be back in Nashville for a few days, yes, so exactly. feel free to pop in. <laughs> um, and then otherwise, we're going to get in touch in the next three to four weeks and see Sounds how things good. are going. Thank you so much no for problem. popping in. I know you're so busy getting no, out of town. Good. Thank you so much, Karis. Thank you. Thanks this week to Alex Borowski, Karis Petrie, Sandy Kinnett, and Megan Nichols. This is Vanderbilt Business is a production of Center Building Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Vanderbilt University or the Vanderbilt Owen Graduate School of Management. Music is provided by Mike Foster, and I'm Nate Luce. Thank you.